Welcome to Trinity Forum Conversations. I'm your host and president of the Trinity Forum, Cherie Harder. We continue our Lenten podcast series today by considering the spiritual practice of repentance with author, philosophy professor, and Trinity Forum senior fellow, Jamie Smith. Few figures cast as long a shadow over church history in the Western tradition as St. Augustine, regarded by many as second only to St. Paul in terms of his extraordinary contributions to theology and philosophy. For his part, Jamie Smith takes a different approach, describing Augustine as an AA sponsor for the soul. In Augustine's book, Confessions, he offers us a serially honest glimpse into the human heart. And it's Augustine's refusal to look away from his own disordered loves, but instead to confess and repent at the level of his deepest desires that makes the Confessions one of the most enduring works of Christian spiritual writing of all time. With that, here's today's conversation. So your description of Augustine in your your book, On the Road with St. Augustine, is unusual for an Augustinian philosopher. Uh, You kind of, it's not an academic book at all. Mm. At one point, you refer to him as an AA sponsor uh, in terms of his, you know, kind of being a Sherpa to one's soul. And I'm just curious, uh, you know, you're recommending to your readers that they essentially take a road trip with Augustine. What did you learn on your road trip with Augustine? Yeah, um... And I have to say, this is what part of what I love about Augustine is he is one of the great intellectual giants of Christianity and, I mean, the Western cultural tradition. But um, the reason to read Augustine is not just theory. It's because um, he, he is this, this psychologist of the human heart. I think that would be one way to describe it. The, re- the reason, yeah, the, the AAA sponsor line is... It's like Augustine has tried everything we have tried to make ourselves happy and also mm-hmm. learned that most of them don't work. And so he, he in that res- in respect, it's remarkable how this fourth century, uh, um, you know, uh, um, North African reads like a contemporary for us in the 21st century. There's, it's, it's almost like the perennial longings and hungers of the human heart uh, haven't changed. <laughs> There's nothing new under the sun. And so I, I think that's probably what I learned from Augustine. Augustine was maybe also, you know, kind of one of the therapists in my life who, who kept trying to get me to ask myself, when you are chasing this, what are you really looking for, right? Like when you want to win, when you want to be noticed, when you want to be envied, when you uh, uh, um, uh, are, are propelled and driven to do all these things, what's really going on under the surface there? And, and the reason why Augustine, Augustine isn't just pointing the finger at me, it's actually, he points the finger at himself. He does this soul work in his own life. And then you're like, oh, these are uncomfortable questions. I need to grapple with them. But but Augustine holds out a gracious hand to walk with you along the way. You know, the questions that you have talked about Augustine posing in many of your works, not just your most recent, but your others as well. Uh, you've said repeatedly that the question that Augustine always says is the most important is rarely the one we ask. It's not, what do you do? Where are you from? Who are your folks? It's the question, what do you love? Why is this the most important question? Yeah, 
there, there's this great line, lots of people who haven't read Augustine have nonetheless probably heard this line from the very first paragraph of the Confessions where he says, he's praying to God and he says, you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And in a way, almost everything about Augustine's insight about our loves is, is caught there because what he's saying is what really drives us, propels us, defines us, moves us, is not just what we think or what we know or even what we believe. It's this, this energy of the heart. It comes down to what are we longing for? What are we looking for? What, are we, what do we love? And, and in that sense, um, under the surface of all kinds of claims that we make about ourselves, um, there can be a dissonance because we actually might be loving something other than what we're saying. And, and it, that's the, uh, um, you know, a lot of what Augustine testifies to in his life in the Confessions is this sense of dissonance in his life. There, he, he almost feels like he's two people. He, he uses all these metaphors of feeling fragmented and torn and, and turbulent. And I think a lot of us can identify with that because we experience this gap between maybe what we think we are about and what we in the corners dark corners of our heart we sometimes realize we might really be about so it's that it's that dynamic that i think is so insightful and and maybe i'll, I'll just say this maybe that's especially important and challenging for those of us who live in vocations that are intellectual vocations too mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like we we basically think we can think our way out of a problem and we subtly probably fall into the trap of imagining we can think our way into salvation. And Augustine sort of upends that and testifies to that. Well, let me ask you about that dissonance that you mentioned. I'm sure Augustine is probably, was probably more self-aware than many of us, but you know, most of us have had the experience of having conflicted motives and priorities. And it's a struggle to know what we ourselves want at times. Uh, how did Augustine and, and how did you on your road trip with Augustine kind of delve down into actually seeing clearly what you, what you truly want, what you truly love? Yeah, we, we should say, I mean, it is important that for Augustine, this is not just self-help because there is a sense in which what you're really trying to do is open yourself up and make yourself vulnerable to the spirit helping you see this about yourself. And I don't, I don't mean that in any overly pious way. I just mean, we actually can't do this work on our own. And there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a beautiful sense in which for Augustine, getting to the point of hope, helplessness is sort of the beginning. <laughs> like getting, getting to the point of realizing you can't fix yourself is the beginning of opening yourself up to grace. The, the, there's a great line from Augustine where he says, the desire for grace is the beginning of grace, which I think is really beautiful. Now, um, I, I think what Augustine would say is, by the grace of God, he's able to undertake this, as you said, the metaphor before, one is he sort of buries down into the caverns of his soul. And he, and he basically, God gives him the grace to start being honest with himself and realizing, well, 
I thought I wanted to be, uh, you know, this, I, I wanted to work in the emperor's palace as a speechwriter. That was Augustine's story. I, you know, he thought, and he thought if he could achieve that, he would achieve his end because he would get notoriety and fame and power and things like that. And it turns out when he got all those things, it didn't work. So in some ways it was the disappointment of getting exactly what he was chasing that opens him up to saying, I guess I didn't want what I thought. And I was hoping for something else from that. And, and I would say that was my own experience. That started to resonate with me again in really uncomfortable ways. This is, journeying with Augustine is not always a party because he, he asks you, you unsettling questions. And I guess through my own life, I started to realize, let's say you imagine you experience different levels of success and achievement. You actually accomplish all these things you're trying to get to. And then you get onto the top and you look around and you're like, that, that's it? Is that, this is, why, why do I still feel sad? Why, why is this not sort of working? And I think Augustine gave me permission to then ask myself, um, what did I really want? <laughs> what was behind this quest for accomplishment, this desire for success, this lust for attention? Uh, and, and help me to see well, it, actually, at the end of the day, it's because I thought something finite and created could satisfy what only the creator could. I will say the other liberating thing about journeying with Augustine in this respect is he, he's saying, look, this didn't just characterize me when I wasn't a Christian. <laughs> In other words, he's very, very honest that this is still a besetting dynamic of the Christian life. And that's what I guess I find that really, um, that honesty, very inspiring. Because here's a bishop, here's a giant of the church's spiritual tradition who will tell you he still has mixed motives. He still has a conflicted heart. And so the goal isn't us achieving our purity, it's us confessing our dependence on the grace of God in the midst of that. Let's let Augustine have the last word. This is um, a, a marvelous picture uh, from the end of book six of the Confessions. This is from uh, Sarah Rudin's new translation, which is quite wonderful. Oh, the twisted roads I walked. Woe to my outrageous soul that hoped for something better if it withdrew from you. The soul rolls back and forth onto its back, onto one side and then another, onto its stomach, but every surface is hard and you're the only rest. But look, he says to God, you're here, freeing us from our unhappy wandering, setting us firmly on your track, comforting us and saying, run the race, I'll carry you. I'll carry you clear to the end, and even at the end, I'll carry you. That's a grace-filled picture we can take with us. Thanks so much for joining us on this Lenten journey exploring the spiritual practices. To listen to this or any of our conversations in full, please visit our website at ttf.org.